0: As we continue with our theme this morning for Local Evangelism Month, we're going to be evaluating and looking briefly at the question, how do we relate to others? And this is a perfect question for us to think about and meditate on this morning to see what God's Word has to say, because it is also a main focus of our Beacon of Hope family care ministry. Many of the things that uh, I'll be sharing briefly with you this morning are principles that guide, govern, and direct how we interact with folks uh, at the Beacon of Hope, with the participants that are there, but it also should be important for each and every one of us as followers of Christ as we desire to relate to others in the world around us. We're going to be looking at a couple brief scriptures this morning, and a lot of the concepts that I'm sharing this morning come directly from uh, the book When Helping Hurts, which governs and kind of facilitates how uh, the Beacon of Hope ministry is run, and it's a great uh, resource for all of us uh, as we desire to reach out to others, not just those uh, who may be in need, but particularly those who it's all of us, as we will see this morning, who are really in need uh, of Christ. So uh, I have to go fast this morning to make sure that I leave Karen the time that I promised her. Uh, and, and this is going to be a challenge, so grab on to your seats. Uh, we're going to roll through this fairly quickly. Now, The first thing I want us to think about this morning is the first and greatest commandment. Many of us are familiar with this. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's found in Matthew 22, but it's Jesus talking to his disciples, and they're saying, you know, teacher, how to, how should we sum up the, the law and the prophets, and what's the most important, and 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 Jesus, quite frankly, tells them the number one thing that we need to be concerned with in this world is loving God as our top priority. And if we're going to do that, then our love for for God will pour out naturally. It will overflow into loving your neighbor as yourself. It is the first and greatest commandment. And, And if Jesus tells us something is the first and greatest commandment, you would think that we as a church should just grab onto that and make it our governing principle in everything that we do. And that's one of our desires here at First Baptist and particularly through the Beacon of Hope ministry is that that we want to just love people. It, It is not because they have something to offer us. It is not because we have something to offer them. We just want to love people the way Jesus calls us to love them. And it's interesting to me that that as Jesus gives this command, he sums up all the law and gives us the greatest commandment in simple, easy-to-follow terms. And I say that it's simple and easy to follow, but the reality is, is that loving others is one of the greatest struggles that each and every one of us has. Because of our own selfish nature and our own flawed sinful selves and the old man that without the Holy Spirit of God living in us battles and wars within us each and every day, you and I will struggle to put others first and make them a priority in our life. But God, through Jesus right here in the flesh, commands his disciples and thereby us to make this the top priority in our life. But the reality is, is that when we look around us, it is easy to see from our culture that we live in right now, in every culture that has ever existed, our world is broken because of sin. And what I want us to to think about, and this is where when helping hurts is very beneficial for us, is that the first thing that it tells us is that because of sin, because God is holy and perfect, when sin came into the world, our relationship with God is broken, Sin causes a broken relationship with God because he is holy holy and perfect and can't even look on sin, and we are flawed, sinful beings. By nature, God cannot have a relationship with us anymore. That That is the consequence of sin when it came into this world. But not only is our relationship with God broken, but ultimately our relationship with self is also broken. Because God created us not to be selfish individuals. He created us to have a relationship with him and to take care of the world around us and everything that is in it. But, but instead, when sin came into the world, we now have a broken relationship with ourself as well. And we see this in, in people who completely lack humility and only are thinking of themselves but we also see this on the other end of the spectrum with people who, who think poorly of themselves and, and can't imagine that there is anything of value or worth in them when they were created in the image of God. Their being is intrinsically bound up in being the imago Dei, the very image and nature of God, and yet because of sin we, we can't see that, and so, so we struggle with 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 self-image and all of those kinds of things and and just the brokenness that we see in humanity. And we see it in our relationship with God, but we also see it in in our relationship with our own self. But the world is also broken in the way that we relate to others. Our relationship with others is also broken because of sin. And that's where we see anger and we see wrath and we see war and we see murder and we see envy and we see covetousness and we see lying and we see all of those things that are done in relationship to one another in our world around us. And and it's easy to look in our world around us and see that kind of brokenness. And also, even though God created us in the Garden of Eden, to mankind in the Garden of Eden to care for and tend, for the, tend to the world, our relationship with the creation itself is also broken. We see weeds and we see all of the horrible things that make me not ever want to grow gardens and not have to do that kind of thing. We see all of that and, and, and we see that. That's what Genesis said was going to happen. And so this is the evidence that we see in our world around us. Do we see the brokenness in our world? And, and But what this also includes, when you, when you see that we have a broken relationship with God because of sin and we have a broken relationship with ourselves because of sin and all the others uh, in this world around us and we have a broken relationship with the creation that we are supposed to tend uh, to and take care of and, and we see deaths being caused by all of these uh, tra- tragedies and these uh, cataclysmic floods and all of those different kinds of things, what that also means is that our systems in our society are also broken because they're created by fallen, sinful people. So our economic systems, our political systems, all of the systems that humankind can make to try to regulate and govern ourselves, they're also broken as well because of the sin that is in us. But the beautiful thing is is that the gospel came to change all of that. Jesus Christ came to die on the cross for my sin and for yours so that our relationship with God could be restored and we could have a relationship with him as our heavenly father. He would no longer look at us as objects of wrath But instead, he poured that wrath out on his son, Christ Jesus, who took the penalty for our sins so that he could look on us and call us his children and see us as loved and see Christ's righteousness instead of our own. That's the beauty of the gospel message. And then when Christ did that, he restored our relationship with God. And that allows us to have a right understanding of who we are. Yes, we are, by nature, sinful people. But because of the image of God that is in us, and because Christ died for our sins, we have the opportunity to have that relationship, and we can have a right relationship with ourselves. And that leads to a beautiful relationship with others and all of creation. That's the beauty of the gospel. And ultimately, what I really want us to focus on briefly in here is that. You know yourself. You are a broken sinner in need of Jesus. And if I'm truly honest with myself, every day of my life, when I wake up, I know I am a broken sinner in need of Jesus. We're fond of quoting Romans 3.23 for evangelism, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And usually when we're thinking about that, I think oftentimes what we're doing is all of those people have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the reality is, is I'm part of that all. And I know that my sinful nature causes me to need Christ each and every day of my life. In fact, when we think of a very popular passage in Isaiah as well, that's one of the beauties of, of the book of Isaiah, is that he sums these things up, and he doesn't talk about the sins of Israel that are theirs. He says it's his too. He says, we have all become like one who is unclean and all of our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf with our iniquities, like the wind take us away. There is no one who calls upon your name who rouses himself to take hold of you for you have hidden your face from us and have made us melt in the hand of our iniquities. All of us need the gospel message and that is the governing guiding principle of the Beacon of Hope Family Care Ministry. So how do we relate to others? We relate to others as desperate sinners in need of Jesus, just like them. You see sometimes in Christianity there's a there's a tendency to have this us and them mentality. Well, we're us and we've got God and we've got all the blessings and we've got all the good stuff that come along with knowing God and we need to pour it out on them. Well, the only reason I have anything good in my life is because of what Christ has done for me and I can't ever lose sight of that. And so it's not me having something to offer to them, it's God having something to offer to all of us and praise the Lord when I'm acting as his obedient child, he will use me as that conduit to be a blessing to others as well. 1 Timothy 2, 5 through 7 says, There is one God, and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed a preacher and, a, and, a, and an apostle. You and I have to remember, even after we have trusted Christ as Savior, we are not the mediator between God and someone who needs to know Christ. Jesus is that mediator. We are just an opportunity to share Christ. We are just an opportunity to love them as Christ would love them. It's important for us to remind ourselves with Local Evangelism Month, we're talking about sharing the gospel with others. We're talking about making an impact in our world. But we have to always keep in mind that it's God who does that. It is not because of me. It is not because of you. And Karen will be the first one to tell you that anything good that takes place over at the Beacon of Hope isn't because of her. It's because Christ died for our sins. And we need to always keep that in mind. We are not God. We are not God the Father who can bring about healing and restoration in the world. We are not Jesus who can take away the penalty of sin for someone else. And we are not the Holy Spirit who can cause conviction in the lives of other people. But praise the Lord for the gift that he gives us to be used as his tool for his honor and for his glory. This morning, when Karen is sharing some of the things that are going on at the Beacon of Hope, I want us to be mindful of the fact that God is doing a great thing there. But just as much as he's at work through the beacon of hope, he wants to be at work through you if you are his child. In your workplace, in your school, in your neighborhood, in your family, he wants to use you. And it's not you that's responsible for anything. It's God. He'll do the work. He just calls us to be his obedient children. So at this point, I'm going to honor my commitment to our time, and we're going to see a little video uh, that kind of summarizes uh, the ministry of the Beacon of Hope, and then Karen is going to come up and share uh, her presentation uh, for the Beacon of Hope.